Welcome to the Big Red Rundown. I'm Zane. I'm Drew. I'm Matthias. And we thought that the right thing to do would be to spend our time wasting yours talking about Nebraska football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, and anything else that involves the University of Nebraska. It's bound to be the best 30 to 45 minutes of your day. Did they have basketball? But no, baseball had... The, it's fall ball for baseball now. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of their, their off-season oh, they, yeah. they smashed UNL. Yep. That. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I don't know how many games they play in the fall, but that'd be kind of a cool little fun thing to go that to. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. They played at UNL. Weather's great. And was, yeah. and they had apparently had a good crowd, and it was just kind of fun, relaxed thing. That's the thing about baseball is, you know, being a springtime game. I feel like... Uh, the weather is just so, I don't know, it's just yeah. like so all, uh, all over the place in the spring that it's hard to find a good, it's either too cold or too hot, you know, it's just kind of yeah. nuts. Like they fall, like a preseason thing. Yeah, like the, these few weeks of the year right now, weather-wise, are my favorite weeks of the year. Oh, like it's it. like two weeks of in the 70s, you know, it's just like perfect. I'm going to the game on, on Saturday. It's there we supposed, go. Yeah, it's just going to be a beautiful night for it, so. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully the football matches the weather. Yeah. We'll say, huh? So yeah. Hey, anything like the hey. volleyball team, you know. Hey, man. volleyball team's killing it. I mean, they they choked one game, but then they rallied back against Ohio State. And who did they lose to? Um, Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that was the close one, though, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember. I think I they think lost three, three one, two, three one or three. I think two. it was three one. Yeah. I okay. think they won. If I remember right, they, they won, won the, the first th- set and then they lost in a row. No, oh. maybe they were up on the first set and then I stopped watching. I didn't. Want, I was just I watching. Think they won the third updates. set. Yeah. Maybe I think Stanford did rally, but yeah. But, but we, then yeah, they came back into Ohio State. <laughs> They're scrappy, man. Swept top ten Kentucky. Yep. Yeah. So volleyball team's really good. Really good. Um, the thing with the volleyball team now, though, if you didn't know, is um, Wisconsin did this whole dude. They literally made it their goal to break the attendance record yeah. for single season for a regular season volleyball game, and then lost to Florida. Yeah, and they had like a thousand more people than Nebraska. And yeah. Trev Tre- Alberts is not happy. He's about like, that. game on. He He's just like, said, "All right, <laughs> All right let's lose." Yep, dude, we had a top twenty-five matchup. We were number two in the country. When we played an in-state rival, yeah, and we got almost sixteen thousand, and they played Florida and lost. Yeah, I, I mean, what? How? How embarrassing, though. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll get it back. We'll get that attendance record back. Yeah. So, Drew had some interesting, you know, comments about some things. I, I think there's some exciting things coming. You know, just yeah. I, I like I, I like Trev, man. Like at least what he puts up in front of the camera is pretty good. Um. What, what did you see that we're bringing back old Herbie? Oh, yeah. Old, yeah. R- modernized. Uh, modernized old Herbie. old Herbie. He said, including corn and overalls, I think is what he said. So <laughs> He's going to be carrying around a Hawkeye head. Yeah. Just a, de- <laughs> a decapitated bloody just oh out the box. Just, oh, it, <laughs> could you imagine? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Did you, did you ever see the old Halloween costumes? It was the mask. Uh, uh, the mask from Scream. Um, the movie Scream, um, you know, like just that like white ghost like mask, and you'd like you had the hand pump, oh, you'd yeah, pump it, the and blood. the blood would flow. Oh yeah, it, there's gonna be Herbie like shirts like that, it, yeah. but it's it's the Hawkeye. Okay, yeah, but he's holding we just, it. We just got brutal there. Sorry. No, we're murdered. <laughs> we're killing him. If we lose every game the rest of this season and beat Iowa, it's good. Here's the thing: it's, it's pl- a great season. Both Success. of those things are plausible <laughs> that we lose all the other games. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, absolute success, right, Matthias? Hey, I will say this. I will not be surprised if Iowa loses to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. like, if you, didn't, if you games, didn't know. Out of all the games on our schedule, that is the one that I'm like peeing my pants about. Yeah, I'm Matthias like, is an no Iowa fan. So he's, 
he, he usually produces for us, and we've, we're down a couple people, so we're like, yeah, Matthias, join us again. So. Jump on in. You guys, play, in. you guys play Michigan this week. Yeah. That's going to be it. But you, top five Michigan in Iowa City. Iowa does some weird, crazy things against top five teams in Iowa City. I'll give them that. That is true. Oh, they, that is they true. Thought, you remember when they absolutely plastered Ohio, Ohio State? Ohio State, yeah. Like 55 to 29 yeah. in 2017 or whatever. Iowa hasn't scored 55 points all season long. Combined, well, that, was, so. that is true. <laughs> but hey, we are, we are getting back up there. Yeah. Like, no, you have. Been, the last couple weeks yeah. have been better. You're trending like up. 20, 25 up yeah. somewhere around there, yeah. which is good. That is good. Getting, so, it, getting it figured out. I'll tell you what, though. Like, I know Ohio State, I, I feel like there's something different about their team this year. I think, like, they feel like they're more well, well-rounded well than they have they have it in the past. Like, their defense is better. I just, I, they're going to, I think by the time the end, end of the year, that Michigan-Ohio State game is just going to be insane. Yeah, there's I mean, a, because Michigan mm-hmm. is looking really good. But. There's an opportunity both teams are undefeated at that, at yep. that game. Yep. And Nebraska doesn't have the opportunity to knock either of them off, so. <laughs> It's a bummer. Well, Michigan. No, Michigan. We but, play Michigan. But, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that one goes. Yeah. Speaking of Trev, though, and some some new things coming up, the Board of Regents is voting Friday um, on the uh, media rights al- media rights deal, the alcohol at at Pinnacle Bank Arena and Haymarket oh. Park. Yep. Which I'm not surprised about those two. I don't think it will ever get passed on at Memorial. Well, they didn't they? They've been trial running it at Pinnacle Bank, haven't they? I thought they were. I think they're doing it. They're yeah. Going, they uh, do it for concerts. Concerts. That's what it was. Yeah. So that they're, it's already set up to do it there. Like yeah. it's just it's just not at Memorial. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know if they'll do it on at Memorial though. Because no, Memorial's it didn't sound it didn't sound campus. like it. Yeah, at least right now, I I think eventually it happens. But yeah, well, I, I mean. I'm not We're one that. of the only Power Five schools that does not allow alcohol on their campus, well, on their stadium. Penn State so. didn't. Yep. Penn State's now doing it, and they're doing it real weird, where they're doing it everywhere except the, um, except the stands near the student student section. section yeah, <laughs> yeah. As if students. I heard that was like one of the <laughs> yeah one of the ways that they were considering doing it. Yeah, but, but Trev's they're bringing that up. He's bringing up one thing that I find most ex- like most exciting or kind of piques my interest the most is the M- Memorial Stadium renovations. Yeah. Based on the survey, they're going to be what... Um, they're going to put backs on chairs in one pres- section. Yeah. President Carter likened it to... Not president. Not the president of the United States. <laughs> president El Ted, Presidente. Ted, Ted Carter of Nebraska <laughs> likened it to... Um, building the what it was what was it building the building the airplane as we're flying as we're flying it yeah (laughs) yeah it's gonna be interesting they said i can't remember which section but they were gonna put backs on chairs and i was expecting it to east stadium that that section below the the top below the top yeah yeah that those rows because those are those are not good seats dude they're great seats they're great like view the the view is incredible but it's very squished well yeah but i mean i've sat back there and like there's only like six rows. Oh, I'm thinking on the other side. I'm thinking underneath the big the big press box. Is that what you're saying? No, you're east, on the other side. On you, yeah. sorry. I'm thinking west. Oh yeah, west, yeah. west underneath the press box. Those are not. Those are the worst seats in the play. I've sat yeah. there a few times, but like sometimes you'll have a beam in front of you and yeah. things like that. Ooh. I actually haven't the, sat the, the, east underneath those. I haven't sat in those. Not yeah. underneath, above. Above them. So like that second level. Oh, like all like the newest ones? Not the new ones on the very, very top. Okay, sorry guys, we're figuring this out. The, if you look, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The very I top, s- and then there's like the little press box, and then there's like yeah, one yeah, yeah, row yeah, yeah. of like okay. six or seven rows yeah. all the way. Those like, those like club seating. They are, yeah, yeah okay. they're club seating. But those are gotcha. the ones that are gonna. I gotcha. Gonna, 
She said it was only. They said it was only gonna like lose six hundred seats or something, which is I thought it was. I expected it to be more. But yeah, but, but this to, is just one step to you have know? seat backs. It would be great, oh, and yeah. they're gonna. I get. I pay the five. Little game hint: if you, oh, if, yeah. if you go to a game, bring five dollars, buy the it's seat the, back that you put best. in because it locks in your spot, and yep. no one can like smush into your spot. You. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's it's totally worth it. Hannah and I, my wife and I, have been doing that the past couple games we've gone yeah. to because she's pregnant, but also. Yeah, babe, I'll buy the seat back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, you know, it's, it's worth great. it. We we do it every time. So, dude, yeah, but they're gonna be a lot of waterproofing the stadium. There's a that South Stadium, man. We sat in South yeah. Stadium the last time. It is a dump. It, yeah, it it's it, can, bad. it can get it can get pretty sloppy over it's there. It's just, I mean, it's just the oldest section. It has the le- the like the least access. It still has those ramps that yeah. go back and mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. The bathrooms are just a concrete square yeah, on the ground. It's really really bad. So I'm hoping they're gonna do some renovating over there. Maybe add a, another screen on that top part. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they, they. There's no. There's no real renders or anything of what that's going to look like. Because, yeah. But I'm guessing they'll be voting on. I mean, honestly, on what what things. would probably truly needs to happen is to build a new stadium. But it'll never happen. And I'm not saying no, I want them to. Happen. But like, it's so old. It's just so 100, hard. A hundred years old. Next yeah. Year. It's so hard to do wow. anything significant with it. But they're. I think they're going to try. I think this is going to be like a ten year type project where they're like at fixing things a little bit here and there. You just oh, take yeah. one you step know at I mean? a time. and kind It's of about through, all you yeah. can do. I mean, uh, people are still coming, but it's, oh, you yeah. know, you can just do what you can do. Yeah. How, cause Kinnick in Iowa, they had a big renovation, like what, four or five years ago. Quite, remember? Yeah. yeah. They, I don't remember everything that they did, but they added a lot of things. They took away some things and they like kind of, they kind of did like the cleanup thing. Yeah. Where they yeah. just like cleaned Simplified, everything up, made yeah. it really nice. I, I remember like watching the first couple of games we played Iowa in Iowa City and they were they were under construction, but it was like the old part of the stadium was the same. And then yeah. all of a sudden one year it was like this brand new, like yeah. triple decker end zone. Yeah. Thing. yeah. yeah. So oh my gosh, they, that they call really that nice. they call that the Kinnick Edge. Oh. So uh it's actually really, really cool. It looks uh, cool. It I it's not cool. It's Iowa. Man. <laughs> hey, man, it's a stadium, dude. Um, we play there this year. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's like, it's it's very, like, wide. And so, like, you yeah, have a lot awesome. of room to walk room. within, no, which is, like, like, really awesome. Yeah. It's like I've a seen pyramid. That, yeah. It, like, starts yeah. thin and then gets just super wide at the yeah. top. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, it's super nice. But Nebraska like is going to be way better. The, so. the thing with, like... <laughs> It's probably with true. the m- amount of money people throw around and at, at Dude, Nebraska, yeah. like if we could, if just imagine what a new stadium would look like, you know oh what I mean? Like it would gosh, just be it amazing. Would be, it would be, a I dome. mean, if you've seen some of those, those pro, um, new stadiums, like have you, I don't know if you've seen what Texas tech is doing. Yeah. Um, Baylor's this, um, stadium they did about did 10 years. S- like there's just some sweet stadiums out there now, but uh, at t- the same time, I, I like, I love Memorial stadium. I mean, so I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want a new one. I'm just saying TCU renovated their stadium. Oh Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, the new one, though, before we we'll, we'll train, we'll go. I'll tell you what my segue is going to be. How about that? We'll go into the Big Ten, and then we'll go into Nebraska football. There we go. So transitioning <laughs> into the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> transitioning into the Big Ten. Did you see Northwestern's oh, new yeah. stadium mock-up? Yeah, yeah. eight hundred million dollars. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> well, their their training facilities they have there are yeah. incredible too. They, oh, if if they if the board if their board of regents passes this and they get it built, they'll be spending one point one two billion dollars on sports complexes yeah. in in like 
five years or six years northwestern dude (laughs) their alumni is just crazy there that's insane that's but they also i mean look at the the stadium renderings it looks like sofi stadium in los angeles yeah like oh shrunk down like five i haven't seen the pictures i've just heard about they're doing that it looks awesome well to be fair their stadium right now is not great. Horrible. So it's, it's pretty horrible. bad. So. And they're going to tear down that stadium, Soldier Field. They're going to completely tear Not Soldier Field. Ryan Field. Ryan Field. They're going to tear it all down, and then they're going to build it on the that's, same That's crazy. Same oh, footprint. nice. But um, hopefully at that time, Nebraska's a little bit better at football because I would love to go to a game yep. there. Oh, yeah, wow. that'd be fun. Absolutely. <laughs> I would love to go dude. into their $800 million stadium and just oh, pound them great. into that ground of that stadium. And so guess, what, guess what we're going to have at that time? A new head coach. A new head football coach. Hey. <laughs> That's called a professional segue. Professional segue <laughs> alert. But Trev, Trev is speaking this morning at the Big Red Breakfast in Lincoln? No. Millard. Something like that. But Trev is speaking, and obviously everybody's going to be asking him all kinds of questions. So there's a couple quotes that we can get some maybe some thoughts on from you boys. Husker, whatever you are. <laughs> And I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Man. Hey, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you're going to have as much I actually much like care. having some, like, especially yeah. during this season, transitioning with, like, new coach and stuff. It's kind of it's kind of yeah. nice to have an outside voice. It's super nice. On the inside. So. It is. It is. So, Trev um, Trev said this. It should, be, it should have enough context. Somebody is going to look at this job and say, wow, this is a diamond in the rough. Yeah. So, obviously, he's... He, he he's further along in the coaching search than originally. You know that's how time passes. That's wow. that's time, dude. He's two weeks further along now than he was two weeks ago. Amen. Whoa. Amen. <laughs> but then Trev also went and said this. I don't know if this is in order or not, but he said he's talking to coaches who are not quote not candidates about how they built their program from the ground up. Yeah. So he talked. He said he said he talked to a coach who spends five days per new employee making sure they have clear expectations. That's mm-hmm. it. Five days per employee, making sure they have clear expectations. Wow. I'm a little bit surprised by that one that he's, I originally thought, and I guess it, man, this is just me. I don't know anything about coaching searches, but I thought he was going to be talking to coaches about like, who do you know that might be interested in it? You know, and no, he probably and, is, but some, yeah, some, but, but probably not the not not the majority of the conversation. Yeah. I would think. Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like in his initial press conference, he kind of said that he's like, I'm going to be meeting with a lot of people, trying to like do basically do research, you yeah. know. And and honestly, I love that. I think here's the thing, Bill Moose. When he did, I mean, he, Bill Moose just found the best, the most popular person for basketball football. Like he, he got <clears throat> he had a, the, I, I the think, coaches. I think he had one guy, and he was at all efforts. All, all effort was ahead. in on that. I'm, yep, I'm getting this guy because I think that there were other coaches really interested when Frost was hired. Like yeah. uh, Bielema, I know was he def. I think Bielema would have taken the job. Yeah, um, well, like, Illinois. Yeah, so I, but like there were there were other guys I know along the on long you know there that were interested. I I really think. I, I like how Trev's doing this, man. He's really starting. He's almost building a new foundation based upon stuff that he knows and experience and principles of who we are. But he's like starting from scratch, building up, and then trying to find a candidate that fits that. Not just finding the candidate and like convincing himself that they make sense. To be fair, like yeah. revisionist history could look back and say, "Oh, Frost was a horrible hire." No, he wasn't, guys. Like, no, he was. Everybody wanted Frost that year. Everybody mm-hmm. did, and so. Um, it, but I, I just feel like Trev's doing this the right way. That's why, like, I would not be surprised if some, like, the hire ends up being somebody like a Lance Leopold, who's, mm-hmm. like, not the flashiest of guys, but he just fits everything that 
you know, that Trev is really looking for in a coach, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I feel like it's a flat flash. I don't think too many people are going to be mad if you, Lance Leopold gets hired, you know what I'm saying? But no, it's, no. it's, I just feel like <laughs> it's not the flashiest winning. of guys. So yeah, he's, he's winning. And that's what Trev said to this morning as well. He said, there's not a, um, there's no preordained candidate. There's yeah. no, there's no agenda. There's not, I'm going to go find a guy that fits this, this, and this, and this, and then I'm going to just narrow the entire field down to this five guys, and if they don't fit that, then they're out. That's, that, that's not what it is. Think of this, too. When is the last time Nebraska has hired a coach like that? I can, I, 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 will, I can pretty much confidently say never. No. I don't, In the history of the program. I don't know how it was back with Devaney and stuff, but then, like, think with Devaney. He handed it off to Tom Osborne. Tom Osborne handed it off to Solich. Solich, like the... I'm so the, sorry. I'm so sorry, Frank. Yeah. I'm so sorry what we did to you. Yeah. And Solich, I just don't think was ready to be a head coach. Like, I think he ends up being a really good head coach for Ohio. Like, I get that. But, yeah. like, he just was not ready. A really good middle-of-the-tier Mac team coach yeah. that just won a lot of games because he stayed there. Sure, for exactly. And then, <laughs> and then the, like, the hire of Callahan was just, like, a crazy dumpster that, that, fire back then, I, man. I've listened to some... I didn't... I... I I've tried to listen to a little bit more and read some more and hear some more about how the coaching searches have gone, obviously. I didn't realize that Bill Callahan coached in the Super Bowl the year before. Yeah, at the for the Raiders, yeah. So, and and I, I, that got brought up in the same way Zach Taylor has been yep. has been being brought up where, oh, he, he's a Nebraska guy. He coached yep. in the Super Bowl last year. AFC, like, super talented team. And then people were like, yeah, last time we hired a coach that was in the Super Bowl, he tanked the program, yeah. you know? And it seems like, and I, I don't remember the co- that coaching search. Yeah, I, I remember it a little. I mean, I was in. It seems high school, like it seems school. like from what I'm hearing, there was like a list of ten guys that they tried to get, sure, and none of them worked. And so he was, Eichhorst was just like, Wah. or Steve Peterson. It was Steve Peterson. Steve yeah. Peterson was just like, well, I'm just gonna go pay this guy that was in the Super Bowl last year a ton of money because the guy who won the Super Bowl is not gonna come. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then it just did not work out. Yeah, I don't really know how it went with like other candidates. I just remember when he was hired, people were ex- excited, but like kind of he- hesitant to too. They're like, yeah. this, "What's this guy know about college football?" Like the good thing yeah. is he was an offensive line guru and all these things. Like yeah. that was his like. He had a Big Twelve Player of the Year who's yeah. now coaching. Yeah, um, ace. I think I actually think Callahan is a great football coach. I just don't think he's a head coach in, he's for a, college football. He's I arguably mean, he's, the, the greatest offensive line coach ever. Yeah, exactly. So like, it, I'm not saying it was like the worst hire. It, no, no, it, no. But it, it might have been the worst hire. No, I don't know. <laughs> it just, it just kind of, it just kind of derailed the trajectory of Nebraska for for some time, and then doing bad by Bo, which I remember when we fired Bo, and I was like. I was just surprised. I wasn't yeah. like, I wasn't super into, it was a little shocking how that all went yeah. down. It I was, think it was like, we expected it to happen. And we, yeah. when we lost to Iowa, it was like, well, I guess, you know, we're nine and three again. We're going to go to a bowl game yeah. and probably in California. And yeah. next year, maybe we'll get it figured out. Cause it was, that was um, Tommy Armstrong's freshman year. Yep. And he wasn't Taylor Martinez, yeah. but he was good. And so we were like, I don't know. And then he got fired, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Yeah. And then I thought we were just going to go get I, – I remember at that point, I was I was still watching TCU. I, yeah. I, I still enjoy watching TCU when Nebraska's terrible. But I remember thinking, oh, if they got Gary Patterson, because TCU was top 10 in the country. They yeah. had just won the Rose Bowl. It, it would have been cool, but – yeah, Regardless, I think this one, this this coaching search, just in a gen, in general, is going to be different. Is what it's Trev just said. different. Yeah, yeah. I, there's just never really been a search like this that Nebraska, at least in this this way, because like even like the Bo search, right? That was 
he he'd come back and coach that bowl game, mm-hmm. and everybody just wanted him. That was like I this mean, emotional hire, and honestly, it worked well. Like Bo was successful. Mm-hmm. It it obviously ended the way it ended, and we only the ceiling wasn't as high as we wanted it to be. But um, is, and th- I feel back, like the Mickey the Mickey I say Mickey did well this year. If we hired him, it would be like the bow hire. And so I just, I have a hard time believing Trev's going to do that. Like, I just, I just, I don't think that's how he wants this thing to go down. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it trending towards Mickey being a legit. I don't think Mickey probably does either, but. Uh, Maybe a legitimate candidate elsewhere. But I think, I think the way, and uh, Mitch Sherman talked about this yesterday on, on the radio, just he's, he's not auditioning for the head coach. He's auditioning for the next coach that comes in to keep, sure. to keep him on yeah. staff and to see that he can hold a team together. And and the more you think about new coaches being hired, they almost always retain some people yeah. or, or some guy to to try and be that that vessel, that glue that keeps yeah. that keeps the team together, that rallies the team, that knows the team. Because if you come in and you just fire everybody, you start from scratch, you know nothing. You don't so, know anything about any any players. Most of the players now are going to transfer out. They're going to leave, and then you're going to have way more work on your hands to try and bring in an entire new team. I, except, here's where I, th- I think if we hired like a Bill O'Brien, Mickey gets they'll keep Mickey because Bill's not bringing his whole staff with him. No. Because he's an OC. He's an offensive coordinator. Now you bring a guy like a Matt Campbell, a Lance Leopold, uh, so one of these guys that has a staff that they've been successful with. They're more likely just to bring their staff with them. Yeah. So I think that go. I don't know if that'll go into Trev's mindset at all. But like that, that to me is maybe a notch of why like a guy like Bill O'Brien would. If if Trev really wants to keep a guy like a a, a Mickey or even a Bill Bush, bring, or an Applewhite, bringing in a guy like Bill O'Brien makes sense to me because like yeah. you, he's got root. He has a he's a fresh. Fresh slate for yeah. a staff, basically, right? But I, a guy like Lance Leopold, the guy's 58. He seems like he's pretty loyal. I mean, he hasn't been at Kansas that long, but like, I feel like a guy like that's more likely to bring his staff with him, at least most of them, because he's just like, I, the more I've listened about Lance Leopold, like the guy doesn't need money. He does. He's, he's, mm. he has Nebraska ties. He coached at UNO for a long, t- long time. His wife's from Omaha, lived in Lincoln. And but he was the head coach at UNO. Is yeah, what yeah, I'm saying, yeah. and yeah. Um, like he's got a lot of Nebraska ties. It might be a place that he actually does want to come. Yeah, there's but, but but with just being like a guy that doesn't necessarily care about the money and stuff, he's more a really high character, yeah, really strong development type <laughs> guy. Like I could see him being like, no, I'm bringing my staff with me. No offense, Mickey. No offense, like these other things. Like yeah, you know what I mean. I I think I that's I think that's where Trev would need to have the conversation of like, hey, I understand, but. Can you give up your wide receiver coach? But but also, let me just walk you through the last five years of a coach who brought his entire staff from a lower-level program into the Big Ten, and it did not work. Yeah. And he didn't adjust. And I want you to just be aware of what we have here right now yeah. with a guy. Not saying who, keep it all, but yeah, keep some. Look at this guy. And I think I think Trev is assuring Mickey or working with Mickey yeah. or Mickey. I mean, Mickey essentially. It it, it seems like regardless, he can. He's the most retainable. I on agree. The staff. Moving forward, and I so agree with that. and so saying, hey, look at this guy. He can. He has the team already. Yep. He's been the. He's been the the head coach for yeah. this team. This team loves him. If yeah. he's here, they're gonna stay. They're gonna and fight for this guy. If we could keep two people, if we kept Mickey and Bill Bush, yeah. I mean, there are two best recruiters. And he, here's the thing: who I has, really want Applewhite to stay though, because I don't want AJ Allen to leave. So no, I don't either. Who I don't know if AJ Allen's gonna leave though. I don't get that feeling. I, I mean, I don't know. It's old to see. Yeah, so that brings me into one more thing. But guess, but you know who has ties to both 
um, uh, Mickey, Mickey and, and that's Mr. Dave Aranda. That is Mr. Dave Aranda, yep. who has worked with both of them, and both and both Bush and Mickey have mentioned Dave Aranda. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Yeah, they were at Utah State at Wisconsin because then they all went over to Wisconsin, Wisconsin. when because they yep. um yeah, when uh what's his face Gary Anderson got the job at Wisconsin from what Utah State they all mm-hmm. went with him. And like I said, they've just they yeah. worked together along the way. Here's the thing about Dave Aranda. Like to me, like I, I said this this week, I'm, I'm calling my shot. That's our next head coach. The more I've looked into it, I just don't know if we can get him because Baylor's going to just, they're going to pay too. Like they've got the money down in Baylor. So if we offer them eight and a half million, Baylor's going to be like, okay, cool. We've got, we're, we're going to pay you nine. Yep. You know, and so the, Aranda's in a great position with that. And I don't know if Aranda necessarily wants to come to Nebraska. He knows he's got a good thing and he can, he can own the big 12 moving forward because of the way things have changed. That's the thing though. What is the big 12? In in five years, is it going to be Cincinnati does, and Houston? Does he matter if he's if he's making nine and a half million and wait, winning the Big Twelve title two thirds of the years? Like, does he does he does it really matter to him? I don't know. I mean, that's that's. I think he is in the the prime position. Dude, he's the guy. One percent. There's he, no way he doesn't know that right now. No, he's just he sitting knows. there. He's all, just he like, holds, okay, what yacht am I going to buy next yeah, year? You know, like all, he's all the cards are in his hand. Yeah. All the cards for really, honestly, any of the candidates that yeah. we've like intentionally looked at. Bill O'Brien staying at Alabama and winning yeah. the next ten national championships. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, dude. Yeah. And you don't have to recruit as hard. All that stuff. You don't have to lead the program, but. I don't know if the schools that these players, that these coaches are at, are in the prime position the way the school, Nebraska, is arguably, and the more I'm looking at it and thinking about it, in absolutely the, like, above the position that those guys are in at that schools, Nebraska is sitting way above everybody. Above Georgia Tech, above Arizona State, above Auburn, above all these schools that are are coming open. And... The resources, the history, the the money that we're going to be getting yeah. from the Big Ten, the the trajectory of the school, like everything. Well, that's, is, the thing with the trajectory, though, like we don't know where our trajectory is right now. Well, I mean, like the like the the, the physical, like the, the I know what you're saying. The renovation of the Memorial yeah. Stadium, the fan support as a program, the, though, it's just like yeah, we don't know. Where it's we're not gonna, a sure thing. But that's where that coach would come in and say, "Hey, we have we have all of that stuff that the school that you've been at, we have yeah. all that for you here." We'll pay you this much money, yep. and we have a we have a solid future in the Big Ten. That's going to be expanding. We're going to have twelve teams in the playoff in the next couple of years. You get twelfth place, and you know you lose the Big Ten. You get second place in the Big Ten West. You yeah. can still make it to the playoff. Yeah, for sure. So we're we're in a prime position. But what most of all, I, it stood out from me stood out to me from what Trev was talking about this morning. He said. We need to be the premier development program in the Midwest, yep. if not all of college football. And then he said, perhaps we've lost our way in our absolute commitment to elite development. Yep. I mean, look at the guys that are being considered. Uh, Aranda, elite developer. Yeah. Matt Campbell, probably the most elite developer and guy and a guy that both Aranda and Leipold have mentioned in conversation this past week saying, we want our program to look like that. Because of player retention, because of development, because of coaching, yeah. because of culture, they both have Lance, said we want Lance to look Leopold like that. again. To, uh, he's done it. He's done it everywhere he's gone. Every exactly. level he's coached. Exactly he's, uh, like another guy. Nebraska doesn't. So, Nebraska doesn't need a guy to come in and immediately flip everything to yeah. try and win ten games. That's like and that's Mike what Riley. we tried to do with Frost. Yep. <clears throat> and maybe Mike Riley. I don't really know. Mike Riley went undefeated for the first eight games his second year, yep. and everybody was super high on it. But. Oh, really bad developer yeah so uh, uh, yes he yeah. was a good he, he was a good utilizer utilizer he could take people's skills and he could just use it but he yeah. couldn't take a guy that was you know committed 
and like make him, make him a good, good enough, make him a good enough so player. I think that's a good transition here. Like, so if we're looking at this this dream candidate, okay, like what what are like how are we ranking what we want? Okay, so there's there's player development. Let's say like let, let's call five of these. Okay, there's player development. Mm-hmm. There's a culture builder. Somebody's mm-hmm. just going to build a really good culture. Obviously, those two things go together, but it's different. Um, head coach experience, uh, like. And that's just more than calling the play. Like I'm talking like GM running a program, yeah, and also managing a game. Call it like a good, yeah, good experience there. Um, I have to throw in character because yep. because the Trev's just made such a big deal about that. And it's Nebraska, and it's Nebraska, and we want that. We want a high character of guy, of course, of course. And then just like pure X's and O's, like football on the field, calling the plays. Yeah, like how are you ranking those? That's a good point, and I, I like Matthias is uh, just from an outsider's perspective, like how you would what you think too. So yeah, well, I have my thoughts on like number one for me, and I think it's not even close. But so, do we want to start with number one and work our way down, or do we want to let's start go number with five? Number I would five, say, yeah. First. Start start from the bottom, and go to the top. Okay, my I would say so. Like, and again, all of these are important. These are like five of what probably are twenty five characteristics. Yeah, we're coach. probably missing some, but I feel like these encapsulate like summarize they summarize like a lot of the other ones they can kind of be categorized into these five spots yeah so i would say the least important of those player development culture builder head coach experience character and x's and o's i would say for me i'm i'm looking for a guy that i don't this guy doesn't need i'm sorry my dad's calling me he's probably listening to the podcast but (laughs) The the least important for me, I'm trying I'm trying to go between X's and O's and head coach experience. So that, probably, dude, those are literally the two that I'm looking I, at as well. I'll, I'll put head coach experience least, and I'll qualify it. And I don't want to take everything that you're saying exactly word for word, but um, I don't think if you look at a guy like Jim Leonard, or you look at a guy like Alex Grinch, or you look at these like solid defensive coordinators, um, they can do that on a wide scale for for their position groups or for their for the area that they're in charge of. So look at Jim Leonard in the Wisconsin defense. They're, you know, always developing. They have a great culture. You know exactly what you're going to get from their defense. You could plug and play anybody and they're going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. So I don't know if head coach experience is is as necessary as some of these other Yeah, things. and even a guy like um Aranda, it's not like he has a ton. Uh, he, obviously, he's been at Baylor for a little bit now. Uh, yeah, I think I actually would put X's and O's at fo- at the last place. I think I would switch that. You, you're saying head coach and then at five, X's and O's at four. I think I would switch that. <laughs> the reason being is I feel like with some of the things that are going to be higher on my list, you hire the right people to get you the X's and O's. Yeah. like I feel like there's something that comes along we- with head coaching experience, building the team, managing the team, like just setting the standard in the program, um, like being able to hold people accountable, manage your staff, manage your time. Like, I, I feel like there's so much that comes with that head coach experience like that. That's, um, that's yeah. bigger than just calling, you know, managing a game game day that yeah. I, I think I'd put X as an O fourth. And then I think, I, I, I think having X as an O's there is, is, it's yeah. fine because, like you said, you're going to hire a bunch of guys to to do a lot of that for you. But you have to have, a, obviously, a, a grand vision for what the product on the field is going to yeah. look like. And you have to be the guy on the sidelines that if it's getting out of order, yeah. you got to wrangle it in. And you got to get the guys settled. And you have to mm-hmm. make sure they're focused and all of those things. So, and to me, that, again, 
is like that's why for me head coach is a little bit higher because like yeah. a lot of those things that's just being a head coach it's not x's and o's that's you know what point. i mean yeah and so i feel like any coach is going to have a pretty solid understanding of x's and o's because they're there you know mm-hmm. what i mean they're head coach i just don't think like that doesn't need to be their expertise that was scott frost mm-hmm. he, he was number one number one on his last list for x's and o's and i would even see both offense and defense the dude played defense and in, in, the, in NFL. the nfl yeah and so like i just feel like to me i'm i'm bumping that one down um mm-hmm. and all right, so then we'll just kind of, those are like kind of four A, four B. You can yeah. kind of switch them. So th- number three, where are you go? What are you going for number I, I three? Have, I have character number three. I totally. That's what I was just gonna say. Man, we're good. We're we're, we're locked in, together. guys. This is uh just put us in charge of this hire. So. <laughs> character is obviously important, but if you have a guy who has great character, but he's not a culture builder and he's not a player developer, then you're just gonna hire Mike Riley two point Yeah. <laughs> so I, I agree. Like you want him to be a good guy. Like I'm not saying you just like three means oh he's just he's just an okay dude it's mm-hmm. just like yeah i'm not looking for mike riley i'm not looking for like i, I would even say with like tom osborne great guy all this mm-hmm. i wouldn't say character was his number one attribute i really mm-hmm. don't like i think he was a great that doesn't mean he was not a, a great dude like there were some iffy things that happened with him yeah but and he was a good guy he was just he you were not worried about his integrity yeah but he was he was more than just you know buddy the elf of, uh, yeah. uh, on the sideline. You yeah, know what I mean? You're, if you're going into a, if you're going into a player meeting and your number one concern is whether guys are going to be offended by what you say or not. Yeah. yeah I'm out. Yeah. No, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm with out, you. I'm out at that but, point. But you, you just, you want a good, a good guy that you trust and even, yeah. and you give the benefit of the doubt too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's where I think trust goes to that next le- yeah, layer it, of like, even if you're like questioning it a little bit, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So. You have, you have a, you have a guy there that, that loves the players and the players know that he loves them. And so you can tell like, you know, you can tell them the truth and you can be hard with them and challenge them, but they know that it's to get the best out of them yep. rather than I just want you to like me. I don't want you to leave, you know, all those things. So not saying any of these things hadn't been yeah. with the coach before with Scott, but moving forward, I don't know if the guy needs to be the, the, you know, smiley guy. And yeah. we're, we're just using Mike Riley because he's been the coach here at yeah. that point. But, yeah, correct. But what Matthias thoughts on any of those three? That's no, I think those are good. Um, you guys did what bottom three, right? Yeah. So we did four and five as head coach slash X and O's and the number three is character. So we're okay. Um, yeah, we're just trying to, yeah, just interesting, like on an outsider's perspective, being an Iowa fan too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so my so I wrote down my quick little list. My five is X and O's. My four is a head coach experience. And my three is player development. Oh. Interesting as an Iowa fan yeah. that he said that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he's got player development. So he's trying to sabotage us. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and uh, see what what's your two then. Um, I think. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> Culture and player development are are both. They're not hand in hand. I think where I'm at. I'll, I'll summarize both of them. If if your player development is really good and you can take guys that are that are good and make them better and prepare them for that next step, but they're just a donkey and they don't they don't buy in and it's all about them and you know if you have those things, then you're gonna you're not really gonna succeed. Yeah, I, at least I feel like that. When you look at guys at, at Alabama that are like the most premier talented players in the country, but their culture is strong enough to reel them in and ha- have them understand. Yeah. Hey, bro, this is not you. This yeah. is Alabama football. So I would say player development is second, and culture building for me is is number one above all of it. You got to have guys that are competitive, not for themselves to look 
to look the best, but that part for them fits into the the bigger overall of I want this team to succeed. I want the guy next sure. to me to succeed. I want to do everything I can for him to succeed. And if he's what he's doing is going to take away from my ability to succeed, I'm going to let him know. Yeah. I'm going to get in his face and I'm going to pull another guy in with me and we're going to get this thing figured out. So I would say opposite of what Trev has been talking about even today, player development will be, will be second for me on that. Yeah, so I, I would I would flip those. I would go player development one, culture two. Uh, they are so, they're very hand in hand. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying not to do the what you typically do where you f- do the exact opposite of the failing, the coach that just failed yeah. um, did. But like, that was just one thing, let's be honest. Like, I, I, I like Scott Frost, but like player development just did not happen under mm-hmm. him. Like, yeah, I just I very rarely saw somebody leave the program better than when they came in. I can maybe think of one or two Cam Jurgens. Yeah, and, and and even he like his is a, has an asterisk next to it because he was learning a new position. Yeah, a position, of course, you're not going to be great at it. Yeah, dude, you see that? I saw the video going around NFL. I don't remember who they were playing, but he pulled. He like oh, pulled yeah. and just blasted a dude around oh, like yeah. ten yards down the field. Like I was flying in the air. But he's gonna be really good in the NFL. Yeah. So I don't want to like discredit the like development of him, but there's yeah. a lot of guys that just did not. If anything, I felt like players got worse sometimes. Oh yeah, Nebraska absolutely right now is a team that does less with more. Whereas guys that we're looking at, even in Baylor like probably the third premier yeah. program in texas does more with less yeah iowa state does way more with less mm-hmm. kansas obviously does more with less and nebraska is the opposite we have premier talent and we're just, just uh, we're just bad. we're just underachieving in yeah. every category in every way so like with culture like it's how would you define culture like a winning culture um a th- a, like people are like have each other's backs culture, hardworking culture, things like that. I, I feel like you can have a good culture that doesn't always advance your place. I don't think the culture was necessarily bad under Scott Frost as an example. I don't think it was like a bad culture. Obviously we were not, we were not winning. And so there was something missing, but yeah. it's not like the team was necessarily a mess or anything like that. I mean, obviously there's, there was something missing that we probably don't always necessarily get to see. So yeah, maybe I, I'll, maybe I'll walk back about that statement a little bit, but I overall, like I, I felt culture was way better under Frost than it was under Mike Riley. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they were just, uh, it just didn't translate. And that's why I just think player development, if you don't have good player development, then your culture only takes you so far. And yeah. so I, mm-hmm. I feel in a place, a place like Nebraska. And I, I want to be careful on who I'm comparing myself to here. I, I don't want to put Iowa and Wisconsin as the, what I'm st- seeking out as a team, <laughs> but let's just be honest. They've been the gold standard in the, yeah. in the West. They win nine, 10 games every single year. And yeah. if they don't, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's like a bizarre year. They, they develop talent yeah. better than anybody in the country. Yeah. Like they just do. And so yeah. they, they just, they take three, two, three star recruits and they, they turn them into NFL talent. They yeah. all the, their, their line play, their, their linebackers, Every year. And when one graduates and goes to the NFL, it's like they just copy and pasted them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And to me, like that is culture, but it's like they just know how to develop, develop talent there. And I feel like yeah. place like Nebraska Midwest with the disadvantages we have, mm-hmm. to me, that's why like I'd put that as number one. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, so like the reason why I put player development three, so I put culture as number one, character number two, mm-hmm. and then player development number three. And I the reason why I put culture and character in the uh, top two um, is because I think that um, Kirk 
does a really good yeah. job of like building that culture, but also building character inside of those guys yeah. as well. That's a yeah. good point. It's, that, it's true. And in my opinion, that leads to player development because they realize it it's can. like, hey, like we are a family. And like, that's one yeah. of the reasons why, like when they walk out for every single game, they're like, they're walking arm, like mm-hmm. walking with their locked arms. Like yeah. we're walking out as a family. We're walking out as a team because we're all yeah. playing for one, one team and yeah. not for ourselves. And, and I can see maybe that is some, I'll walk back my statement about a good culture with frost a little bit. Like, I never really felt like those guys played super hard for each other. That's my thing. Yeah. This is my, my, whenever I'm at the game and this, this stuck like genuinely stuck out to me whenever I was, I was at the North Dakota game and the guys are lining up. And I remember the first time Scott Frost lined them up to go back into the tunnel before the tunnel walk, when they come out for the game, Mm -hmm. they line up by number and then they welcome out the defense or whatever. And then the offense goes in or whoever, first team, second team, whatever it is. And I remember seeing Tommy Hill and a couple of other cornerbacks not lined up, yeah. just out in the out end the zone, zone yeah. like dancing around and like dapping each other up. And I'm like, this, like, do you guys think that this moment right now that it, it's about you, like yeah. getting getting pictures taken of you and like yeah. people looking at you and stuff? Because yeah. I get that sense for a lot of guys, and especially even some of these guys that are transferring in, that they're not. They're not coming in. Obviously, it's it's a lot more set personal focus for guys that are transferring. I need to find the best spot for me. Yeah. But whenever they come in, they maybe look at Nebraska as more of an opportunity to make a name for themselves, sure. rather yeah. than no, for an oppor- for an opportunity to be to be a part of a team that can that can make them better and send them off to that next step in their football journey. They're just trying to come in, get big, and then and then if they have the opportunity, like a guy like Toure, to to go to the NFL. But even a guy like Toure came in and he wanted the best for the team and he played with the team and he worked with the young guys on the team. And you know, like, so yeah. I, I think that that's where the character and the culture building for sure, like plays, yeah. plays into the player development. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. So I think with the transfer portal culture too, that's what makes this that much more important as well. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to like pull these guys in and like put them, like hold them to a standard that's going to just bring unity to the team. Yeah. 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 Honestly, like in a lot of things, so much things with football and most team sports, like I, it, it's an underrated quality just in the world in general. But I think it's, I mean, any, especially like football, like you, you have to be unified. You oh, have to yeah. have unity oh, in your team. Like I've yeah. seen, like I, even like, you know, ref and fo- high school football, the most talented team does not win all the time. No, it, like sometimes it's, it's just not. overwhelming high school. Like, if you're just a lot better than anybody, somebody, else, a person across from you, it, it's really hard to like hide that just by the mm-hmm. other team out trying to play, yeah. like be unified. However, like the teams that are just unified together and playing together well, like that are well coached like that, they they do well. They just mm-hmm. do. And yeah. And so, okay, we forgot one. I think that's really important. I just wonder what you, where would you put recruiting? We said those five. You know, like say we had a sixth spot of recruiting, where would you throw that one in there? I mean, I feel like by default, Nebraska's recruiting is going to be just better than most teams in the West yeah. because of because of stature. We have we've never had really bad recruiting. Yeah, I don't know if anybody who comes in is just going to have horrible recruiting. So uh, trying to put that aside, I would put. I mean, I would put recruiting maybe even lower than X's and O's between X's and O's at head coach experience. I think because I would go in between character and X's and O's because when you look at, when you look at Iowa, yeah. when you look at Wisconsin, if you, if you have a team, say recruiting's down for four years, but in those four years, you go from three wins to nine wins and you're yep. competing in the big 10 championship. 
that's a great recruiting tool. Yeah, for sure. You know, I don't know if we need it. We don't need a guy for like Mickey to just, hey, man, go out and just get the best players possible. Yeah. I feel like that's what we did with Scott. And just, that's what we do with Mike Riley. Just, just shuffled out the. That's what Callahan did. Shuffle out the, 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 you know, the offers to as many people as yeah. you possibly can. And, you know, if you get out 400 of them, maybe you'll get five or six four stars. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's. We need, to, we need a guy who's focused. We need this guy for this role. Yeah. It has a clear vision. You're going to fit in here. You're going to work here, and you're going to get to play in this spot. Yeah. And then in the future, we're going to get a guy who's better than you to come in, yep. and you're going to train him up to take your job. Yeah. So, nah, I don't Yeah, I, that's like, to me, that's give a, give a notch up then for like Lance Leopold. That's yeah. what he does, man. And, yeah. and so... Aranda, yeah. So Matt Campbell does, way yeah, it does more. that. Uh, yeah. Iowa State, I, th- I saw. I think I, if I read, if I remember this right, like Nebraska, like puts the most offers out there in the country of any team, and Iowa State was like right underneath them. Holy they're God. they're one of those teams that just offers a crap ton of people as well. Wow. So which surprised me, but yeah, yeah, it, they were they were up there. If I remember that, I, I think I remember hearing that stat. So yeah, I like I love Lance. So like I'm a Kansas fan at heart. Like yeah. that just because basketball. Well, yeah. yeah, just because basketball. Like I also have like my last name engraved outside of Allen Fieldhouse there. Like, oh, in that's cool. And, and so like I grew up just watching. That's called Kansas. vandalism. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> you just you can't just etch your right, name. We can't release this podcast exactly. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I grew up like that, but I just never paid attention to their football. But watching Lance over the last couple of years, just like build this program, it's it's been really really cool, and I love I love what he does there. I think he. Honestly, I don't really want him to leave Kansas, personal opinion, but I think that he'd fit the role or do the, not fit the role, but like do his yeah. stuff very, very well at Nebraska. He'd be able to get the job done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think for him, like he, he builds character a lot. He builds a lot of culture and mm-hmm. he, obviously he develops players. Like I think this oh, weekend yeah. for them is going to be kind of like their big test. Um, they play Iowa State this oh, weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, that's gonna man the Nebraska Bowl. Yeah, like yeah. seriously, like so, it was it was Baylor, Baylor and Iowa State, and now it's like it's just imagine just, Matt Campbell loses to Baylor and Iowa. He's just just right. We're just we're taking his name <laughs> yeah, off the taking his name off the yeah. big board. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's it's gonna be really interesting. Like they played Houston last week. They they oh my gosh they smashed yeah. Houston. Yeah. Um. They normally put up like fifty some points, and it's yeah. just like that's crazy. But yeah. And so I they, think Iowa State's gonna push them a little bit. But yeah. All right. I feel like we should we'll move see. on to this game this weekend. Then just yeah. get get into Indiana. I, a few thoughts on Indiana. They run a ton of plays. 104 plays against with Cincinnati. a defensive minded coach, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I know statistically they're not a good defense. However, like they held Cincinnati to 80 yards in the second half last week. Yep. And like in they, Cincinnati could not run the ball against them. Mm-hmm. And like they've I. I don't know. I know everyone keeps talking about how bad they are at defense. I don't know if it's... I watched that Illinois game. They didn't look that bad. They were scrappy. I think that their bad numbers are more attributed to the style of offense they play, kind of like Nebraska's been, Mm -hmm. and just running so many plays. And so I don't necessarily think that... Like we're, we can just expect us to go put 550 yards up on these guys. Um, I, no, it might happen because of the not. sheer amount of plays happening, but I, I don't think it's just going to be, it's not going to be Georgia Southern against Nebraska being able to, and or Oklahoma against Nebraska, just being able to do whatever they want against them. So yeah, I don't know. Thoughts. Yeah. They, I mean, they're no world beater. That's for sure. But they're better than Georgia Southern. <laughs> Yeah. So they're just they just have they have some real dudes. Their quarterback can really spin it. He makes some mistakes. He yep. he might throw some interceptions, but the way our, our defense has been playing, I'm not confident we're gonna be able to take the ball away just by default yeah. in that. I think the way I've been looking at this this season, even from the beginning of the season and last year, 
Maybe I'm just a blind optimist, but I just have this weird hope that like with with Mickey, the guys will just something will flip and they'll just start playing I hope better. So. Yeah. Hey, that know. unity thing comes out and everyone's just like, dude, we're in this together. Yeah, Let's just we're just do gonna, this thing. We're just going to do it and we're going to do it well. And they're, I know that they're simplifying things on defense. They're keeping it real simple to help communication and, the, you know, help their eyes. They're not worried about switching and all this yep. stuff. Just play defense solid. Yep. But I'm still I'm still not convinced until I see that our defense is able to, to stop an offense, any offense. Any offense that we'll be able to score more points. I think we'll be able to score points in this game, um, but I think it'll be a high a high scoring game, and we'll just make enough some enough mistakes. But the Indiana's not they're not incredible. If no, we're gonna, I mean they're one of the on our schedule. I feel like ranking the teams we could beat that are left on our schedule, they're probably the second, second. most likely that yeah, we could beat to next to Rutgers. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so I, it, it's it's one that it's primed for it's primed for things to go in our way. Yeah. Off a of bye week, enough time for the new coaches to mm-hmm. install things that simplify it, get things sorted, get yeah. new players plugged in. People night, night game at home. It's not like they got an extra week of practices though. Like they still got the same amount of week practices. Like that's the thing about doing a week zero game. They had to take days off. The kids went home, mm-hmm. uh, but the coaches were able to get organized. E- even though they were out recruiting and doing that, those things, it does give them some more time just to like Bill Mentally Bush re- restart refresh. Yeah. Uh, Bill Bush had to like literally. I was just listening to the podcast. He he had to learn all the defensive language. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't know it because mm-hmm. they like it was Chin's defensive, and he wanted to keep the language basically the same so communication was clear. So yeah. like, there's gonna there's just no way there's not gonna be some bumps in the road with that. Oh, there will be. But if there's a guy that can handle it with a lot of experience, I feel like Bush is the guy. Yeah. Um, but he only has a couple of years of just straight up head coach or defensive coordinating experience, and so it'll yeah. be interesting. Uh, I'm excited just at least to see it. So yeah, I think. I think it'll be we're getting healthy again. Fedoni's getting closer. Travis Vokalek's healthy. Um, AJ Allen's out. But whenever you whenever I saw um, Gabe Irvin looked good. Gabe man. Irvin looked really good when he came. Led in. the team in rushing. Yeah, seven rushes for like sixty yards. That's yeah, pretty, so he, he, looked, looked, he was he looked like AJ Allen. He was running hard and yeah. hit those gaps hard. So he's a great running back. Dude. Yeah, he and he's, last there's year. no way he's not motivated. Like man, this is my time to like get yeah. back up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I think Nebraska is going to be real smart with the ball on offense. I, I agree. Think Mark Whipple's going to call a really good game, and they'll be able to slow the possessions down. Yeah, keep. Indiana's defense on the field really wear them down because Indiana's defense is their strength. They can stop the run is what I've been seeing more than Mm. anything. So having two really good running backs that can just keep pounding them. They just gotta they just gotta commit to it. They just gotta keep pounding them. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be interesting. I don't know if I have like a really bold prediction for this game, but if I had to, I'd say Casey throw throws maybe two or three touchdowns. Yeah, like I would say probably he's gonna throw three touchdowns to three different receivers. That's good. That's my bold prediction. I'm going to say bold prediction for me that Omar Brown gets in the game at that nickel spot and um, has a really awesome, like a TFL, a t- tackle yeah. for loss, gets in the backfield. I don't know like what kind of play necessarily, um, get, yeah. but just impressive. And um, then, like, so he has a, that, and then he makes a really good pass breakup too, like yeah. in the spot. So we're just going to see some flashes of him because – I'm I'm just excited. That's probably more me just excited to see him on the depth chart because mm-hmm. what he what he did um, at the lower level and uh, just to see what he can do out there. So yeah, that's good. Matthias, do you have any bold predictions for this <laughs> Nebraska game? Um, no, not really. Mister T. Pain. I think I agree with you, Zane. I think you guys are going to score at least three touchdowns. Um, 
you guys indiana scores twice that much yeah well <laughs> i don't know i don't know man you guys they're always not, start off like so that good no they're not, they're not. but you guys also <laughs> you guys also start off so strong and yeah. then all of a sudden it's just go like yeah it's just like what we're the happened? best, what like happened? first first drive of the first like in the whole country of maybe. each half. Like it's we we score like yeah. almost every time. I, I like open. I like watch the first five minutes of every single game, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna win. <laughs> and, and then you I watch the second and five minutes, and, like, and then I look at halftime. I'm like, they're gonna lose. Yeah, you and me both, brother. Yeah. I'm like, we're never gonna lose another game in our life. <laughs> but here's here's what I was just thinking about, even while you were saying that. Casey Thompson is a top five quarterback in in the Big Ten right now in terms of completions and and yards and you know total QBR and stuff like that. He's a really good quarterback. Oh yeah, Anthony Grant is top ten in the country for rushing mm-hmm. yards, even after a, even after an egg. even after laying and, an egg and, and a, a bye week. week. Yeah, and Trey Palmer is number one in Nebraska history in re- total receptions in the first four games of. His oh, season. I didn't see that. Twenty eight total receptions. Wow, and he had a really good game against Oklahoma. Yeah, so. We have some really good players. Yeah. It's going to be up to them to really step up this game. Um, I hope they really have big games, but I'm sorry, boys. I'm going to have to predict this one. We'll go 42 to 30, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a high yeah. scoring game. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like here's what I think is going to happen. We, we come out pretty strong, but then all of a sudden, Indiana like starts doing their thing, gets ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we're going to be coming from behind. And, but we do make a really strong push at the end. Yeah. Uh, but we fall short. So I'm going to go uh, Indiana 38, Nebraska 34. So I feel like we, we make it interesting. Yeah. Um, but we just, just we, not it's just, just not enough. I, and I feel like I, we'll walk away like, okay, like we made some improvements Yeah. Uh, as a team. We just got to find those little moral victories somehow. Yeah. Uh, but there's just too much transition. If we win yeah. guys, it like, trust me, I don't my, understand why but the Vegas odds like have us favored. I, I know it's at home. I just looked, yeah. we were five point favorites still. That means like usually they do four points, three to four points for just the home team advantage. And so they're, they're saying like straight up, we should win this. Um, I mean, it is a night game. That place is going to be rocking. And so I Man, that could maybe, win, that could what, maybe play into it a little bit, but what's the I spread? Just, Nebraska's favored five and a half, five and a half. And I think last I looked like total points was like 61 and a half, which yeah. to me seems way too low. I could be yeah. wrong with these two bad defensive team. Good offensive teams. 72. I bet that over. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I, I'm not betting. I, I went just slightly above it. No, yeah. I went, I went 10 over it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I just feel, I feel like that's, it's too low, but yeah. anyways, yeah, I think Nebraska's going to win. Whoa! Hey, <laughs> um, I think they're going to win 28, 17. Wow. Lower score. Hey, I like it. That's a big 10 football right. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, like it. I would be so happy. Oh man. If we, I would love that guys. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's been so long since I've felt good Won about Nebraska football. <laughs> Even leaving the North Dakota game, I was. We left that game early and f- we pulled it out. But I was like, "We've won a game this year, but seriously, dude. we're zero four. Yeah, like, let's does, just be honest. It does not feel like anything is is good. This game, though, mark my words, is the catalyst for the rest of the season. If we win this game and we win by the way that Matthias predicted it, or even Vegas is predicting it, mm-hmm. you know, by a touchdown or more. I think these guys feel really good about themselves yeah. and what they're able to do against some lower level Big Ten teams. And then we yeah. have we have Rutgers on the road, who's bad. We Purdue, Purdue, which by the way, like hurt quarterback, they, and, and they're not bare, looking that good. No, they are not. They barely Purdue. beat FAU. Uh, yeah, and then we have it in Illinois. In Illinois, home, yeah. After a which, bye week, uh, Illinois has pretty been pretty impressive. But we uh, have them at home, and they're 
they're not great. They're not great, but they're I don't know. They they're improving. They have, just really, they have a really bad quarterback play. Then you get to come to Iowa. Uh, then we have to play freaking Minnesota and Wisconsin and Michigan. Minnesota looks really good. Really and Iowa. Good. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> guys! I feel like yeah, the end of your season. The Minnesota, is just a the Minnesota and and uh, Michigan, Michigan game games are just going to be so bad. We're going to lose by a hundred thousand points. We're gonna lose it's by gonna a, be literally a million points. I'm so excited for the Iowa Nebraska game. I'm going to it. It's just gonna be a crapshoot. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna like be we, I feel so like, funny. I feel like we have a better shot of beating Wisconsin than we do Minnesota, though. So oh, yeah, Wisconsin. <laughs> both was yeah, Wisconsin's down this year. That's why a team like Illinois. I'm just 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 watch out. I could see them ending up second in the West. I really could. Illinois, like I know they lost to Indiana, but we could freaking end up. We could. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, on paper, you're correct, but I had a I had a buddy text me yesterday morning. He said, "Hey, how funny would it be if we saw Iowa and Kansas in a bowl game?" Oh my gosh, that'd be, that'd be out, hilarious. Of, out of all the teams, I would watch that bowl game above <laughs> anything else. All right, yeah. well, guys, we want to thank you so much for listening to the Big Red Rundown. We hope that you're enjoying this as much as we are. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Guys, give us some good reviews and share it with your friends. We're going to be doing this all season into the new head coach. We're going to have all that content for you. Follow us on Twitter at Big Red Rundown and send your comments and questions to BigRedRundown at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next time.